Here's where it breaks down. Bam! Boss Gags, the legendary singer-songwriter from somewhere. He was born somewhere on some day. <laughs> I know virtually no information about Boss Gags at all. Except for the fact that he is the best anthem of all time. The best party anthem of all time. Uh, who had the song number one party anthem? What's it? LMFAO. LMFAO? No, no, no. Party Rock Anthem? Lido Shuffle is the number one party anthem. I've never heard that song or uh, heard of well, Boss Gags. That is not surprising considering you were born under a cave somewhere <laughs> in, a, in a minefield or something. All right. From the Nosebleeds. Welcome into another fantastic edition of the From the Nosebleeds program. I'm Seamus Doyle alongside my partner, Vince Lobiondo. Vince, you? how are you? I am just fantastic today. Featuring Patrick O'Leary, the king of Tullamore Dew and the king of Delaware County, which is literally, uh, you don't want to be that. Taylor behind the glass, he's not paying attention to us at all, as usual, and we like he's to keep it that the Cowboys way. Game. Yeah, I got, the, I got the over at 50, dude. So, uh, <laughs> oh, Dak boy. Prescott is still alive, uh, unbeknownst <laughs> to the majority of Dallas Cowboys fans, who still <laughs> are acting like this guy got run over by a tractor trailer in the middle of the highway. Uh, he is alive, and he's not dead, and therefore, nobody should be having GoFundMes for him. Nobody should be... All right, that is Nobody far. should be going to he's Sunday Mass and praying for him in the, well, in the prayer of the faithful. Why not? Nobody should be uh, like praying for his swift recovery, because that's right, a part of the game. A part of the game of football is you get hurt, and not everybody... Listen, I got hurt when I played football uh, oh, uh, in, in grade school. I do not need your bona fides in this at all. And, and guess what? When I got hurt in grade school playing football, my name was not plastered across the skyline of Philadelphia saying, we're keeping you in our prayer, Seamus. In fact, my mother told me that I wasn't actually hurt. That and then like I her. went to the doctor in the hospital and it turned out I had broken ligaments. How old were you? Uh, eighth grade. So what, so like do the math. I don't, I don't know. I, I somewhere in that in that area. I was born in '96. I graduated eighth grade in 2011. It's somewhere in between there. All the extra information. Yeah. Well, I'm just helping you out to do the math. If What's your social? My social security number is eight 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 seven two nine. No, but uh, no. 94, 94. I don't even know my social security number actually. Really? No, I don't. And here's how I found out. Before the entire, before this entire like election cycle really hit and like kicked into full gear, meaning before every single athlete and their mother and grandmother was telling me to vote, I wanted to vote. So I would say, all right, I got to register. I don't know if I'm registered. Uh, I wasn't registered. I had to register. So you they, usually register when you get your, uh, your license renewed. Oh, okay. Well, that I wouldn't have any <laughs> idea. Explains it. Uh, well, maybe I can ask my Uber driver to help me out with that. But other than that, I don't have any experience there. <laughs> can you record that conversation? <laughs> uh, you it probably it wouldn't be a fun conversation. Put it that way. Um, and I'm being nice about that. But anyway, them. Well, well, see, you always make things weird. Like, you always repeat words that I say <laughs> out of context. How dare What and is that? You just called Uber drivers them. Because that's what they are. They're Uber drivers. Yeah, they're why not you, the same why person. Why are you trying to make this into something that it's not? Because they're not the same person. <laughs> what do you mean they're not the same person? They do the same thing. If you were talking to a pizza boy in here that wasn't me, you are I would expect boy. you to say, well, Seamus and them told me this. It's 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 a lumping somebody together based on their occupation, and of course you don't understand that, but that's okay. Anyway, so uh, that's how I don't know what my social security number is because I wanted to register to vote, um, and when they asked me what my social security number was, I did not know it, so I had to go on my bureau, 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 
I don't you know. You are a boomer. God damn, dude. <laughs> so I had to go in the Bureau, uh, whatever, and I found it. And I typed it in, and I was like, nope, I don't want to register to vote any longer. Because then a commercial came up telling me to vote. And I don't like to be told what to do. So there's that. Oh, so you're just going to be one of them privileged people that just uh, takes advantage of their right to vote and doesn't uh, do it. Absolutely. And I do that pridefully and, and without any regret or remorse. Absolutely. Well, that just goes to show who you are. Yeah, I'm a guy that doesn't want to vote for two uh, senile, uh, uh, close to death um, people who I don't agree with at all. I mean, I didn't, but I sucked it up and took the worst of two evils. Uh, see, here's Being my Kanye thing. West. And here's the thing. <laughs> like, I, I respect the fact that people will vote for who they want to vote for. I'm not knocking people for voting for either candidate. Honestly, I'm not. It's your, it's your prerogative. That's why we live in a democracy. But I feel like people who opt not to vote, like myself, uh, are, are chastised with, um, with, with sentiments that don't make any sense. Like, for example, people say, oh, if you don't vote, it's a vote for this guy or it's a vote for that guy. Well, that's just not true. Here's how I look at it. It's a vote for nobody. Therefore, I haven't voted. That's what that means. If you don't vote for either candidate... You don't vote for any of the candidates. So that's where I stand. And I think we should stop doing the show on Monday nights during uh, football games because nobody pays attention to the show. And, and they, pay, they pay more mind to, to the ongoing NFL game that is going to be over by the time anyone hears this. I think it's more because you're talking about your decision to not vote and just kind of going on a tangent. Oh, so you'd rather me break down the Dodgers-Braves uh, game from yeah. yesterday? Yeah, All right, yes. All right let's, get in, let's, get, let's get into the X's and O's Maybe of that Maybe talk one. about the Eagles, too. Well, the Eagles lost. They are a shitty team. Well, we'll uh, Fulg- Fulgham is good, and the, uh, the quarterback played decent this week. So he's a saint this week. Everyone in the sports radio call. So you want to do the Eagles first? Is going, yeah. Can I just say something, though? Everybody in, sp- in sports radio Collarville is going to say, he's acting like I talk too much. Everybody that calls. No, because you said, can I say something when you've been blabbering for like eight minutes straight? Everybody that calls into uh, these sports radio stations, and we've been over it. Uh, like, when Wentz plays well one week, it's he is the greatest thing mm-hmm. since, since sliced rye bread, which is my favorite bread. So I'm just, you know, take that example, like, you know, with a grain of salt okay. or pepper. Nobody but asked. Okay, Taylor. Thanks, man. Well, I know where but, you're going with this point. Hey, here's where I'm going. He's either great or or he's literally Adolf I mean, Hitler there's a pr- playing football. There's a football. pretty simple explanation for that, though. When what he plays it? bad, the people that hate him go out of their way to call in. And when he plays good, the people that love him go out of their way to call in. And the other side of the argument doesn't bother calling in. Yeah, but here's, in. The, here's I'm really going to dispel of that notion. I honestly think that it's just a bunch of bipolar people. I, like, I think that it's the same people. I'm almost 100% sure it's the same people. I mean, people I feel are like going to like the way correct. he plays. Well, oh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure that's true. It usually is. It, it's definitely true. I mean, yes. you're a guy that screen calls before. You could say, hey, listen, here's Joe from wherever. Last week, he loved Carson Wentz, and he was a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he's going he's gonna to bring world peace to the world. And then the next week, oh, Joe in the Northeast, what's going on, buddy? He fucking sucks. Get him out of here. It's the same people because they're bipolar fans, and that's Philadelphia sports. I mean, I've been not high on Carson. I mean, the first three weeks, he he stunk pretty bad. The last, what is it, three weeks at this point, the last three weeks, he's played pretty good. I mean, 
the loss in yesterday's game wouldn't hurt as bad if you win the games you're supposed to earlier in the season against the Bengals and against the the Washington football team. You win those games and a two-point loss to one of the hottest teams in football doesn't sting as bad. But that's the thing. They lost to the Washington football team. They lost to a team without a name. Right. And so it's like... Like, it's not even worth thinking about at this point if you're the Eagles, right? And they're going to get a couple more wins within the next three weeks because the Giants are coming up twice and everything else. And that should be easy wins. Yeah, hopefully. I don't think we're getting any easy wins this season. Well, that's true. But, like, I also don't want to see this fan base go crazy saying, oh, wait, maybe we turned it around against the shitty Giants when, no, everybody is better than the shitty Giants. Through six weeks, we have one win, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Now, Seamus, you, if you listen to the last couple episodes, I mean, you'll hear that I'm not a Carson, like, No, you're not a sickle rider. fan. Like, I, I was on him pretty bad the first couple weeks when he was playing like shit. I mean, yesterday he played about as good as he could have. I mean, he had two touchdowns dropped, high tower on that first drive, mm-hmm. which even if by some chance he couldn't <clears throat> turn that into a touchdown, that's a big momentum shifter. And then Miles Sanders just... And listen, I don't care if people want to sit here and tell me, oh, well, like it was a weird throw and Miles didn't have his feet under him exactly. That ball hit him in both hands. You got to catch that. Oh, you have ball. to catch that. You have to. And it's just every day, like it seemed like every play yesterday that was happening. Yeah. Right. So, especially I mean, with Ertz. Yeah. Fulgham, so, Fulgham, to add on to what you were saying about Fulgham, I'm actually like, I'm all in on him now because this going into this week, this was going to be the first week that a team had like some film and could yeah. game plan for him. So really this week was going to be the, not the, I mean, it could still go either way, but this week was really like, what is Travis Fulgham? Because they got tape on him. And as you saw, they had Marcus Peters on him for a lot of the game, which is their top corner. And I mean, at the end of the, he, at the end of the game is really when he came alive. The first half, he was kind of non-existent, but well, listen, Fulgham's he was a guy, Marcus Peters his bitch in the second half. Fulgham's a guy that certainly the league hasn't <clears throat> figured out yet. I think that's pretty obvious. And he's also like, all right, he's had some success early, right? Yeah. He, but he's also somebody that you can't expect 100% of the time right. to be a, 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 an all-star player for my, a Pro Bowl My player. problem with the Eagles is, like, we talk about their inability to draft and like evaluate talent how do guys like greg ward Mm -hmm. and travis fulgham who are now our top two receivers like stay on the practice squad as long as they do when they clearly should have been on the roster because howie roseman clearly has a say in these decisions and howie roseman is is not good at his job and howie roseman should be fired the the best Another thing too is they're signing these veteran receivers. You got yeah. guys like Alshon. You got guys like Djax. Oh, why? Like, D-Jax, what's the point in bringing no, no, back Jackson? No, you didn't let me he finish. You didn't, you didn't let me finish. Thank yeah. you. Um, so, <laughs> yes, Djax currently he has currently sucked for the past two years because yeah. he's been injured for. They the should past have never two brought years. him back to begin I, you're with. You're not me. letting me finish. Go ahead. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so they're concentrating so hard on these guys because, once again, you, everybody saw that report last week about Howie giving them the lineups before the games and uh, basically saying who's going to play and who's not going to play. Right. But the whole thing is they keep bringing back these veterans who they who were good and they think have a chance to be good again because they want to bring veteran receivers to Carson Wentz because he's been playing with these uh, practice squad receivers for the past two years. And they pull that shit and it doesn't work, well, obviously, that because they're... Out for them? 
horribly. Because they're, it's not <laughs> because working they're out old and they're getting injured. No, I'm saying that's the one of the biggest problems right now is you, you keep signing these veteran receivers who you expect to be incredible, and they're not. They're old. They're washed up. Like, what do you want right. out of a guy that's I'm, been in the season? I mean, let's be honest. For so long? Even when Alshon has played and has been healthy, he has been not good. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the slowest. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know how old he's at this point. I know he was 29 last year, and I kept saying to myself, like, he is the oldest 29-year-old of all time. Yeah. It, well, it's if insane. he's 29 one year, the next year he's I don't know. To I didn't know if his birthday. I didn't know if his 29. birthday happened yet, Seamus. I wasn't. I <laughs> wasn't saying, sure. That's basic math. But uh, anyway, the best part of the Travis <laughs> Fulgham thing so far has just been that it looks like Carson trusts him. Yeah. Like Carson's putting balls up there for him that like he isn't just giving to anyone. And like at this point, he's not even giving those kind of balls to Ertz because those two are just not on the same page. Ertz is still playing like shit. It's it's really looking like once Goddard is healthy, dude, the Eagles might really look to move on from Zach Ertz. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe at the deadline this year. And I think that's why I don't think they're going to do the deadline. Yeah, I, really I, don't I, don't I hope I hope not because I don't want them to be yeah. I don't want them to be buyers. But like, this year. what's with this? No, I, I really don't at all. What's with this Roseman wanting to be a buyer? I I, I think that's job. ridiculous. He's a nut job. Like this guy is literally out of he's incompetent to be. Again, a let me say we have one win through six weeks. We should that's not other, be yeah, even that's the thinking only reason about he's buying. coming out and saying that though because he's like, oh yeah, we got to go out and get some talent and get some more wins this year. It's like, Stop. why the fuck would you even? Just that's get, there's dumb. no point. Like I don't I don't want to say it, but just like if we who do we have next week? I forget. Isn't the uh, the Giants? Well, yeah. it's Thursday night game. I mean, still, yes. I'm I'm just not. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm just not that high on this team enough to think that we're going to be buyers. I mean, and this week it's kind of hard to evaluate the defense because the defense wasn't awful, but like that last Lamar touchdown was pretty bad, and I mean Nate Gary looked pretty bad. That's I mean, that's well, he's just a bad, to be expected at this point. He's just a bad player. I mean, yeah, yeah. Giants at home. Uh, Cowboys at home and then at Giants. I have to assume that we, if I had to predict in that stretch, we go one and two. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Split with the Giants and lose to the Cowboys. Yeah, I think absolutely. we're going to go one, one, and one. I think we're going to tie the Cowboys. If we tie again. <laughs> I wanted to tie that game so bad yesterday. I wanted that game to end in a tie yesterday so bad. Uh, Doug would have lost his job. Uh, and <laughs> Doug would have lost his that job. That would have been fine <laughs> with me. Let's talk about Doug real quick. So I didn't think his oh, play God. calling was awful the whole game, but that, that, that two point conversion to tie the game. Atrocious. What in the fuck was Absolutely that play, atrocious. dude? I mean, first of all, bad play call. Boston Scott just looked like he didn't know what the fuck he yeah. was doing, holding Carson up on that. Like, and then on top of that, you go down the field. Your your quarterback is throwing dimes like the entire time. Right. He's the one pushing you down the field. He Why was would the you reason not we were there. trust him to throw it? Right, like he'd already done on the previous two point conversion. And wait, hold on, Jay Jaw's here, guys. Oh Jay Jaw is here. <laughs> that pissed me off so much. The fact that he but, was the asshole that picked up yeah, that touchdown that and then celebrate. I mean, don't get me wrong. And then some guy won five thousand dollars in a parlay. Dude, the best part about it was everyone was like. Everyone was like, oh, like, let's give Jay Jaws credit. His blocking was pretty nice no, on that play. That's D- <laughs> DK Metcalf has has thousands more yards and tens more yeah. touchdowns but than fucking Jay Jaws. Like, but look at his blocking on one play. But a three year old, fuck out of here. A three year old, like, blind, three legged dog could have done picked, that yeah. yesterday. This is two weeks in a row now that he's made some bullshit plays that have pissed me off. Last week when he caught that ball that meant nothing and got up yeah. flexing. And then this week this happens. But imagine being that I just one, don't like him. Well, imagine reason, being that one guy. Who's go- who says? Hey, listen. I think uh, I think Whiteside's gonna gonna score a touchdown today. Yeah, right. Someone on Twitter did uh, put a uh, twenty five dollars on JJ Arcega Whiteside anytime score. No five hundred. Oh, whatever. Yeah. St- still, I mean, uh, I don't know why anyone's betting that ever. 
Well, the reason I even brought him up was just because of the previous two-point conversion because he was the one that caught it. Right. So, like, why would you not run a similar play? It doesn't have to be to J. Joel. It doesn't. It could be to any receiver. Like, any exactly. receiver you gotta could have caught that pass. And, and then you got Richard Rodgers, who was actually getting integrated on that drive. Like, why not use him? You right. have a perfectly good tight end sitting right there. He used to be with the Packers. Great tight end for the Packers. Like, why not use him? Then you got that guy, uh, Kroom. Yeah. Let me tell <laughs> the, the shock on my face when that dude caught a touchdown. I was like, <laughs> my who in the dropped. fuck is this? I, I, I had no idea who at, it was. I looked at his shirt and I was like, who the fuck I've is I've never heard I looked, of this man. Is that Jason Avant? Like, is he back? <laughs> is I that T.O.? <laughs> right. I thought a fan jumped on, this, the, jumped on the field with his T.O. jersey on. No, it was the Acme checkout guy. <laughs> How about that? Uh, did, did you enjoy the uh, the brawl and then... Uh, in the stands yesterday. Everything I, I could have hoped for more, honestly. I enjoyed that so much. Everything I but could have hoped for more, honestly. Just uh, a, one more play. I was, it's on my mind about Doug Peterson's play calling. I don't know how... I don't know at what point in the game it was. I forget. But it was a third down, and uh, I forget how many... It was like third and four, maybe. And Carson snaps the ball, and the play... He immediately just throws a fade to Fulgham, I think, and it, or Hightower. And it just mm-hmm. like sails out of bounds. And it's like, like Doug, what are you doing on third, third and short? You're just th- you drop a fade out of yeah. basically out of bounds. Like you're not uh, giving he, anyone a chance. He's not really a good coach. I mean, he's he's you you just see he hasn't been between what he, the past he thought he was two years. Well, you see that because he got lauded as such a great coach because he wasn't the one calling the plays 2017. Exactly. But we didn't know that. Everybody's thinking, oh, he's the one calling the plays. No, right? Because he's an offensive guy. He's he was a quarterback coach. He he was a quarterback. You think, oh, he's an offensive mind. He's probably calling the plays. No. Frank Reich was calling all those plays in yeah. 2017. You look at the Philly special. I know we said this, I think, last week or two Nick weeks Foles. ago. Nick Foles called that. Doug did not call that. He, he stinks, probably was way. about to pull I'm them off a and kick a field goal. I'm putting a bookmark <clears throat> in Nick Foles because I want to come back to him in a second. Yeah. But um, we need to have a real discussion about Philly coaches saying quotes dumb quotes that will that will come back to haunt us <laughs> like let's go to the Phillies for a second John Middleton stupid money that haunts us that's a beauty and now we can look back on Doug Peterson's new norm as a quote that will fucking haunt oh, this yeah. franchise it's the same thing it, it's horrible like mm-hmm. when you really think about it, when we win the Super Bowl, oh, this is the new norm, and look what the fuck this team has been since. And I know yeah. injuries are a thing, and let's talk about that because the That's only who the, the only two remaining starters for the Eagles are Carson Wentz and Jason Kelsey. Yeah, our entire line is ravaged with injuries. That we're mm-hmm. I just showed Pat a video before we started. Uh, how do you say the guy's name first? First name Jamon Brown. Yeah, uh, yeah he literally stopped blocking in the middle of a play where Carson Wentz was sacked to fix his glove. Like absurd. these dudes just don't know what they're doing. Jordan Mailata, albeit, does look like he has he some potential. Actually, he had yeah. what three pressures and uh, one sack against him yeah. yesterday. Like that's insane for a guy that's never played fucking right. O line in he his life. He actually looks pretty good. But then Miles gets injured yesterday, and now he's projected to be out for a week or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach is injured, I think. Right? Yeah, he's four out. To six weeks. Goddard maybe will be back soon. Possibly. Who knows? He's eligible to be taken off the IR. Yeah. And there, there are rumors about it. just the fact that that's who. This is who the Eagles are. Yeah, man, it sucks. That's just who they are. And like, there is one thing that I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Howie on, where people are like, oh, like the depth isn't enough. Like, if you can point to me any team that has a good third string right guard, like, okay, yeah. I'll give you that one. Yeah, that's. There's nothing that could have been done to to help the depth of this offensive line when you have. 
you're on your fucking fourth offensive guard. Like, there's nothing that could have been done there. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the only thing I'll defend Howie Roseman on. Everything else, you know, I'm not a big fan. The only thing I disagree with with that is Jason Peters. Oh, yeah. That was that's a, the only thing I'll disagree with with you on that, just because Jason Peters, like, there was... I hate that they brought him back. I mean, yeah. it sucked that Dillard went out and stuff. Dude, but, like, can we talk about uh, Brandon Brooks? Brandon Brooks was on Instagram, like, what, two weeks ago? box jumps. Four he months just, after tearing his fucking Achilles. He's a machine. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. He is a fucking machine. I don't want machine. him back, though. I do not want him to come back until Too, next year. No, no, no. Definitely sit Don't even this want him to step lost. close. This year's yeah. loss. Sit out. Please yeah, exactly. get fully recovered and play a full season next year so we don't have to bring back fucking the the ghost of Jason Peters. <laughs> but Jason and, Peters but, like died like the reason 10 I wanted years to ago. put a put a bookmark on Nick Foles is because so let's uh what's the word I'm looking for? Let's rewind to last week when the Bears play the Patriots Taylor, on Thursday us. night. The Bears play the Patriots on Thursday night. Nick Foles beats Tom Brady. That's mm-hmm. the second time Fantastic. in a row that he's beat him. And after the game, uh Tom Brady is quick to get off the field. He doesn't shake Nick Foles' because hands. He's he, doesn't, a pussy. he doesn't shake the hands of anyone. And people are quick to jump on Twitter and say, Oh, well, we all saw that uh clip of Patrick Mahomes shaking hands with Stephon Gilmore after a game who the next day tested positive. He just doesn't want to take any risks. Now I wasn't buying it, but I was like whatever but then last night mm-hmm. after the game up between the bucks and the packers tom brady is middle of the field no mask no helmet on shaking hands Slobbing and hugging aaron rogers knob like is what he was doing it's fucking bullshit and i'm always going to defend Foles because he's always going to be our guy yeah that fucking pisses me off and just doesn't sit with me that tom brady is such a fucking pussy mm-hmm. that he gets beat by nick Foles twice and neither time shows him respect by shaking his hand and again you can't use the COVID thing because he's fucking all but kissing aaron Rodgers yeah, in midfield well, well, to be fair aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and nick Foles are completely different players what do you Obviously. mean? Like one's a good quarterback and one's not so well, right. Good of but a it's sportsmanship. You don't just get to pick and choose. No, you shake it. it. It just makes him look like a sore loser. Well, he is a sore loser. Yeah, 100% I, I, we all know that he's a sore loser. It, like it wasn't really surprising. I like, would have loved to see the Bucks lose just to see what he would have done. But at the same time, though, dude, like he had he holds a grudge against Nick Foles and, and the Eagles. He does. He Which wanted, is hilarious. He and wanted the, that yeah. championship. And, and, and people were defending Brady by saying, "Oh, well, Foles in the post game presser even said like." You know, like oh, like he was the COVID shit. Like Nick Foles is is a saint. He's, he, an he's not going to throw angle. Tom Brady under the bus. You did you see the video of him like waiting for Brady? Like he looked yeah. visibly upset. What do you think, Nick Foles? Like a, a, a Christian man is going to get in the post game presser? Like yeah, fuck Tom Brady. Hey, listen, if he's a Christian man, hey, I don't know. He's listening to Meek now. True. He's getting into me. That was a great quote. That too. was fantastic. He said he, he they were listening in the dreams and nightmares in the locker room. <laughs> well, you know what that's like. doing? That's pandering to the Philadelphia well, sports. No, he fans. literally he, he was in the press and he goes, "Man, it really just brought me back to to Philly, and that was just like my happy place." Yeah, so <laughs> I this is like a, I love it's like it. a long shot that the Eagles even make the playoffs or whatever. But or, well, actually, it's not with our division. But uh, someone was like, "Oh, imagine if like the Bears and the Eagles play in the playoffs this year." Like, I'd root for imagine, Nick Foles, I think Im- I would one hundred percent root for just Nick Foles. for a second. Imagine. What this fan base and this city would do to Carson Wentz if he got outdueled by Nick Foles? I would be scared for him. Oh yeah, he, it would be bad, and I would feel be horrible. Well, first of all, that's not going to happen. No, because I don't think the fit, the Eagles are going to make the playoffs. But I'm just saying it came up. Yeah. We, we should shame those kind of fans instead of uh, front runners. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Just I, yeah, just full stand no matter what. You got to yeah. let it go, man. I enjoy yeah. front runners though. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm all in on being a front runner. Yeah, don't shame me. Well, you're definitely. Are you a front runner? 
after this Sixers debacle of the past year, I'm just mm. like, I'm out on the Sixers. Wake me up when they get to the finals. Mm. I, I, I feel you because mm. the thing about the Sixers, though, is... Dude, I like that. Fuck them. <laughs> but the thing about the Sixers is... They're terrible? Yeah. They're bad at basketball, and also regular season NBA games are boring, and they're meaningless. Not Seamus, I don't get how you say this being an avid baseball fan. I'm not saying that baseball games aren't boring. I'm just saying... I, I'm talking about basketball right now. Basketball is an inherently fun sport to watch. But also, the first three months are meaningless, but and even it's the, even though the games are meaningless, they're not boring. They're boring. They're really not. They're boring, dude. I, 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 I just—it's not your cup of tea. I, I can't. It's just not your cup of tea. Right. And also, like the I just can't find the NBA to be interesting anymore. I really I can, don't. I can understand where you're coming from because there was a period in high school where I just literally dissociated with the NBA and would only watch like college basketball because yeah. for some reason I found that more interesting. Well, because it's more I felt like they played more competitively because there do. was before the NBA honestly got big into like the three game when it was more like paint and post points. Like I'm gonna be honest, like it, that was probably like when I was in like I mean, eighth grade. And to, I think like, they really shot themselves in high school. The by getting involved in politics, I well, think that really politics and sports have been intertwined for forever. Let's not. Yeah, I know, and it like, shouldn't be. But uh, well, whatever. <laughs> what? That's debatable. But um, wait, what's this heel turn you're doing? Well, see, here's what I'm thinking. I, I've come to a realization. <laughs> I you watched another 911 doc. Don't worry. If the NBA, if the NBA wants to survive, and if the NFL wants to survive. Survive? Survive. uh, Meaning ratings The NBA is pulling in millions still, and the ratings don't account for streaming, which most people do. But don't you think that they're sort of... No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't affiliate myself with Breitbart. I affiliate myself with Kyle Kalinske and Secular Talk, and also the David Pakman Show. Two great progressive shows. I just don't think that kneeling for the national anthem matters i don't think it matters if you do that i'm all for it but that also brings me back to politics and sports meaning the national anthem is a political gesture whether you like it or not it's a it's a form of political speech why have that at a baseball game at a football game at a hockey game i'm not gonna argue i agree so that's the dumbest don't involve politics and sports it's only been a tradition since the war I think yeah. that the only time the national anthem should be played before a sport is in like the Olympics. But not even uh, well. Well, that's understandable. I yeah. guess that like, makes that is, more sense. Like, what, like yeah. What, yeah. should we play the national mm-hmm. anthem before we do this podcast? Like, should we just play it before we do everything? I do think that's stupid. But yeah, like, why not do it before a movie? Right. Like, right. Exactly. It's, it's almost like the the national anthem for me. It's like it's almost like a, a form of authoritarianism. Meaning. They do that song in North Korea to the fucking supreme leader. Yes. That that dotard, that that little guy, that little fat munchkin yes. over there. So it's like it's the well, same it's, thing. It's more when he enters a room yeah. at you know like a rally or whatever they're doing over there. It's basically whenever he enters a room, everybody's doing the. Song. But that's bizarre, and that's, I mean, yes. we get a like some of the greatest moments in sports history have been very political heavy. Jesse Owens running in front of Hitler. Yeah, the whole the miracle on ice is the biggest political fucking thing there was and that's one of the greatest moments in sports ever i also actually i take back everything i said basically because that george and i hate george bush but that george bush first pitch after after 9-11 was amazing right (laughs) i love that it was a a strike unlike fauci that dumb motherfucker i feel like that like isn't necessarily i mean it is political it was 100 political no no no. but what i'm trying to say is like throwing a first pitch out could be anyone 
Like, of course, the president at some point is going to come in and throw a pitch out. Like, it's yeah. going to happen. Like, it Trump could... never did that, right? No, he no. backed out of it. No, Sad. he didn't. Actually, <laughs> are you able to play that audio that I sent? That I sent there's you eventually during the show. There's no way Trump would reach home base right now. <laughs> no shot. No. There's no way. I'm serious, Taylor. Like, are you actually going to work on that for me, real quick? What, what audio? Donald Trump has been going crazy at, at these uh, campaign rallies uh, leading up to the election. And Talking we're getting, about kissing men. We're getting close. <laughs> and this guy, I'm telling you right now, the COVID vaccine turns is, people gay. This guy is hopped up <laughs> on every kind of upper you can imagine. Like, I like how he's talking about Joe Biden's son being a crackhead. Meanwhile, he's definitely on some uppers while he's doing <laughs> while he's doing these rallies. Yeah, there's and, no doubt in my mind. Oh, listen, I don't care if I was 74 years old, fat. Yeah. And, like, I needed some energy? I, I bet both of them are. I mean, Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> but, like, I'm just saying, like... I don't know if they are to the extent where they have injectors inside their jackets, like people are saying on well, the like, debates, but... But these these rallies have just really become out of hand. Like wild. He, He's been so hopped up on these coronavirus uh, cure supplements or whatever the hell they're giving him. He's saying things, like, that I are more wacky than usual. Penis stem cells? Yes. <laughs> probably. No, Prob- literally. Is yes. it actually? Yes. I thought he was a Republican. They didn't believe in that. Isn't that something? <laughs> Ain't that yeah. some shit? Do you have that audio? Yeah. Get that audio, dude. I need to hear this. I think this. it's about to come up right now. Listen to this shit. This is the, the leader of the free world, ladies and gentlemen, at one of his campaign rallies. And he didn't say it once. He said it at and back-to-back rallies. They tell me I'm immune. I could come down and start kissing everybody. I'll kiss every guy, man and woman. Man and woman. Look at that guy, how handsome he is. <laughs> man I'll and kiss woman. Him. Not not with a lot of enjoyment, but that's okay. <laughs> he, he, said uh, the, he said not with a lot of enjoyment. Yeah, he would yeah. enjoy it a little bit. Well, no, because hey, he's hey, a germaphobe, too. We forget about that part. Fellas, <laughs> is it gay to kiss the president? I don't know. I don't know where is I stand gay? on that. I, mean, I like how he emphasized man. Yeah. I will kiss every guy and girl. Man. <laughs> I will kiss every man, man in this building. Melania, hey, you're have, done. Have, have you ever I'm divorcing seen the, you for Mike. Have you seen the compilation of him just talking about large men? Just large men specifically? No, it's I like I swear to God. God, it's a minute of a half of him just like, look at this big guy. This big handsome fellow. <laughs> I love that. Like, like, like he's the president, though, which is kind of frightening that he's like going on rampages at, at rallies talking about uh, kissing <laughs> men. But at the same and women. time, and women. But at the same time, maybe he's pulling for the for the for the LGBTQ uh, vote. I'm really glad to see the controversial experimental COVID drugs turned him gay. It's really yeah. a do, you, do you want a sample of what I was just talking about? Yeah, let, uh, pl- uh, play That'd it. Be okay, fair warning. It's three minutes, so tell me when to stop. Yeah, right, just, I, I just give it like give it like a minute. No, play it on loop. That's how <laughs> one the in show. the background. Look at the size of that guy, man. He's a massive guy. This big, powerful guy. This guy is, he is a monster. A giant of a man. One really large person. I've seen a lot of people over the years. Big people. You know, I have a friend, big guy, one of the biggest in the world. This big, strong friend of mine who weighed like 250 then, which 250 then is big. That's like 310 now, right? This was a long time ago. A lot of big people I'm standing next to. That's some big people behind me. Boy, they're big. Big guy. Big guy. Big guy. He's your big guy in town. You told me this big guy. For three Strong, minutes. tough. Strong man. Big, <laughs> tough guy. He's a big, tough guy. A very, very powerful guy. Big, strong guy. Big, strong guy. Big, strong guy. His big, strong guy comes to me. He's big, he's strong. A couple of big, strong guys. You. 
big strong guys. The big strong guys. Big strong guy here. Big strong guys up here. Big strong powerful guys. Let me tell you, Taylor. You are a big man. Here I was thinking this was gonna be like, like only like a couple clips, like. Oh my god, the best is when he said, listen, I know he's the biggest guy in the world. I was gonna say, that's the best one. I know a guy, one of the biggest guys. (laughs) One of the biggest guys, he's two, he was 250 then, that'd be 310 now. Oh god, oh god, he would have loved Fat Seamus. Oh my god. If if any of the listeners want to watch that, just put in Trump, big guy into YouTube. Oh my god, that that made my day. Oh, thank you. That That's was unbelievable. And let me tell you, I know many big people, large, big people. I love big men. Oh, look at this guy. He's so big. See, all I can see in my head is Michael Orr, or not Michael Orr, but in the uh, in the movie with oh, Sandra Bullock, The Blind Side, all I can see is Michael Orr <laughs> standing next to the kid, the little kid, and just having Trump be the little, look at this big guy. Oh, look God. This, he's going to guard me. I'm the quarterback. Look at this big guy. <laughs> Do you want to hear Trump talk about big numbers? <clears throat> yes, I want to hear him talk forever. <laughs> Let's run through the numbers. A negative number. The lowest number ever. A catastrophically no, low number. A very, very small number. A small number. Actually, the number is getting up. That number is raising, the rising. King. A large King number. It's a big number. Big, big number. A very big number. Bigger number than that. Big, big league number. <laughs> a huge number. A very significant huge. number. A oh, very, God. very high number. Some fairly vast number a well, staggering like number record number the number is words. through the roof the numbers are <laughs> astronomical ever growing numbers numbers that you've never seen before numbers that nobody has ever seen numbers that you wouldn't even think are believable unbelievable numbers a massive number the biggest number ever it's a ridiculous number and when you add it all together a lot of good things are going to happen thank you oh, you got to add it all together hey listen he you got to add all those numbers he said numbers you've never seen before what Trump, does that mean trump's got his own numbers there's only 10 total numbers oh, what what nickelodeon show was where they made up a number in between like eight and seven i forget that maybe that's me that. maybe that's the problem no i literally think that was like I iCarly or something my favorite is uh the china uh, population just where he says china china and sometimes china. he says china <laughs> like it's an essay i love china Oh God! Oh I just my like God. how he says a very big number. Like you can just say the number. <laughs> <laughs> one of my he friends. Said, he said a vast number. What does that one even mean? <laughs> how do you describe a number as vast? <laughs> it's far-reaching. It's the most incredible number you'll ever see in your life. I'm telling you right now, Vincent. It's it's huge. It's Yo. the biggest, most fantastic number you'll <laughs> ever said, see. These are numbers you have never seen ever. before. <clears throat> I've never seen that number, Mr. President. I think he was talking about the U.S. debt, right? Probably. No, he's talking about the amount of coronavirus deaths we have in this country. Astronomically low. Oh, God. Dude, the best best is today, I think it was today, he had like two rallies somewhere. How? How is he still doing this? Well, amphetamines, my friend. He loves his uppers, allegedly. But uh, he said, oh. He's determined to get out there and kiss as many men as he can. <laughs> He's going to start having three men, rallies. I'm immune. He Look at a- me. I can kiss anybody I want to. He went on this. I'll come down there and spit in your mouth. He went on I'll this. I'll uh, down these stairs. <laughs> coronavirus or CNN spiel. And he was like, CNN. I turn on CNN. It's nothing but COVID. COVID. That's how they talk about it is the pandemic. Can you imagine? <laughs> I wonder why. Can you imagine? <laughs> that's what he said. He said, can you imagine why they're talking about the pandemic all the time? COVID, COVID, COVID. Well, thousands of people. People are getting it every day. Hundreds of thousands are getting it every day. 
And like we lead the world in coronavirus deaths under your command. Did you see uh, someone, some, some journalist oh, tweeted, God. Trump just debuted a new attack line against Biden. Quote, he oh wants to listen to Dr. Fauci. No, yeah, the he, best, the best, was, are off of the Fauci. best was talking about climate change. He wants to listen to scientists. <laughs> How and Biden he? just quote tweets it and goes dot 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> like come on, bro. I think the funniest video I saw was at a uh, at a Trump rally. They were going. It, I forget. It was one of the guys <clears throat> that just goes up to random Trump supporters and gets them to say dumb shit. But uh, he went up to this Kessler. woman. He went up to this woman and he was like, uh, he was like, well, what do you say when Doctor Fauci says like if Americans were to wear masks, like it would cut cases down? And she was like, well, Doctor Fauci is a liar. And he was like, well, why? And she and he put the mic back up there. She's like, because I don't believe the numbers. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, who the fuck are you? Listen, they're very big numbers. We don't believe the numbers. We hey, should listen, be very low. Because I don't personally believe these numbers. <laughs> did you Did you see the video of another video like that where at a, at a Trump rally, they went up to this old, old white guy and he was like talking about how people have been losing money during COVID. And he was like, oh, I've actually been doing very well. And he was like, well, what are you? And he's like, I'm a debt collector. And he's like, <laughs> and he, the guy was like, oh, to be a white debt collector. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, that's uh, Jordan. I think his yeah. name's Jordan Kessler. He's he's one of the guys on The Daily Show. Yeah, he's, he works with that. He, that was oh, Trevor Noah. Yeah. I think Trevor Noah is yeah. unsolvable. And then so. they, were, they were talking to the one guy about mail-in ballots and how he was like, oh, mail-in ballots are bullshit. He's like, well, what, do you, what would you say if I told you the president votes using mail-in ballots? And he's like, uh... Well, 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 I didn't I know that. Mail-in ballots might be kind of nice now. <laughs> he Dude, said, I C- didn't know C- that. CNN did like an entire like segment of uh, <laughs> dedicated to QAnon, which was fascinating. <laughs> like, why are you giving it a platform? Oh, well, that's, that's the thing. But, al- but also, I think it's actually become so... Um, it's become talked about. It, it's become more. so dominant. Before yeah. the next time we come here, I'm going to do my homework on QAnon. I've never Just read it at all. Dead. It's basically 4chan, right wing, extreme. I'm going to watch a YouTube video or something. No, but, but there is Just a basic... literally go on Seamus's dad's Facebook page. But there's a the basic. Scroll. Yeah, sleep over Seamus's house. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a basic, like, fundamental, like, group of beliefs, like, core group of belief, uh, a core beliefs that these people follow. And basically, they believe in that. Hollywood is controlled by satanic pedophiles that rape kids, basically. Uh, That's uh, what they... Th- and that Donald Trump is the savior, and he's going to take down all these deep state pedophiles that include Tom Hanks and yeah, every Democrat. Bas- basically the Wayfair thing that happened like a yeah. month ago. Yeah, that like Dude, they're someone, shipping humans and, and, and furniture. Someone I know that's my age from the Northeast, uh, will go unnamed, was on Facebook arguing with someone who... This person said that they are... Uh, I forget what their, their profession was, but it was like directly related to COVID. And they were arguing back and forth. And this girl goes... Uh, you should like she was like oh well give me the number she's like I'm not gonna provide you with things you could easily Google yourself and this girl replied with I don't use Google to look things up because Google is ran by Satanist pedophiles so what do you use <laughs> so what do you use but duck, duck, go, bro. what does that mean like, I don't understand that <laughs> I don't understand these people man they like they're so caught up in their political ideologies that they can't separate truth from from bullshit. No, it's amazing to and me. Since the beginning, I've been laughing at people who think like this whole thing is just about our country. Like like the world doesn't revolve around. No. America. Meanwhile, every it other doesn't? country has coronavirus <laughs> cases and death. Exactly. We but just happen to not deal with we're it. We're the only so, country that made it political. And we also have the most deaths. 
So good thing this isn't a politics podcast. Oh God, <laughs> it's it's basically half of that at this point. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm in the Situation Room with Wolf Blitzer. Well, <laughs> hey guys, I'm Wolf Blitzer, and tonight we're going to talk about how Donald Trump talked about Wolf kissing Blitzer. men. Did she him and Nancy? We are kissing men. I have Nancy Pelosi here, and Nancy, can you answer this question? Oh, Wolf, you are a horrible, horrible person, Wolf. Oh, Wolf, stop yelling at me. Oh, Nancy, I'm just trying to get you to answer a basic well, this question. Is, this is electric. <clears throat> so Riveting. basically, that's what happened, and Wolf Blitzer yeah. still looks the same after 60 years of being on CNN. So the Dodgers. No, I was actually just about to say, do you have any interest in talking about the World Series matchup? I think the Dodgers are going to are choke artists, first of all. That, that's what they do. They choke in the playoffs. Let's talk about first they choke the all, the way, all the way to the World Series. They will never win a championship. Let's all, let's all take a minute to, to clap at the demise of the Houston Astros. Uh, no, I won't partake. Those fucking cheaters. They I will one. not partake in that. I wanted the Astros because who played? for the race. Well, also... And scene. No, no, <laughs> the, no, see... The Rays. No, here's the thing about the Rays, dude. They're a good baseball if team. I'm okay. jealous, I, I, if yes. I'm jealous of any team in the MLB as a Phillies fan, it is the Rays. Because they are the literal opposite of the Phillies. They are a team that has one of the lowest payrolls in the league and builds a lot of young talent through their farm system. And the Phillies, on the other hand, are a team that has one of the highest payrolls in the league and hasn't put out a good prospect from their farm system since fucking maybe Sixto Sanchez, who we traded. They trade their prospects, and that's when they develop prospects. So the thing about the Rays, though, is yes, it's it's filled with a bunch of people that the casual baseball fan or the casual sports fan will not know who they are. That's true. But that's because they do a good job at developing players and acquiring veterans that are actually good that may not have been good a couple years. They, they have a way of like building players. They are the anti-Phillies. Yeah. yeah, they are the antithesis of the Philadelphia. Old me casual fan wants names I recognize. G-Man Choi isn't a household name for you? God bless you. G-Man Choi <laughs> is my favorite baseball player is of all time. Is that the first baseman? He is the chubby Asian first baseman yep. and he is He's, he's a delight to watch. He's adorable. I he mean, is. this guy just just hops around. I mean, listen, listen. I get he likes I, to dance. I get Taylor's point, but how can you, Seamus, root for the Astros with someone that has respect for the game of baseball? This team is a bunch of cheaters because they didn't win. They didn't beat the Dodgers first of all. In uh, what was it? The, two years ago, they 20, didn't. They didn't they, the year they cheated, didn't they? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, they, they played, yeah, they played yeah. and beat the Dodgers that year. So they didn't beat the Dodgers because they cheated. They didn't beat the Dodgers because they banged on some trash cans well uh that that's just whoa that had a reverb that i wasn't <laughs> expecting holy shit it's still going so I you think, think I the cheating didn't play any part in it no absolutely not i don't i really don't i think the astros are a good baseball team if you take a look at their players i mean they're not a bad baseball team they're still good but carlos I think correa george springer uh altuve they have I mean, they all have among the most uh home runs in postseason history I know, but we're talking about a cheating scandal where the players knew what pitch was coming. Dude, that I, changes the whole game. I guess it does in a way. I, I remember I've read this. Who stat cares on this about sh- rules? I, I God, read, I, I mean baseball. Think- baseball doesn't care about rules at fucking all. They break rules every every decade. It's some new how. Big just give me steroids. Yeah, just let- give me sports ball steroids. I don't care. Right, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've had this debate. I before. can't tell if you're let being every player. I let that very sincerely. Let them juice, baby. Yeah, but anyway, no when. I've, I've read the stat on this show before. 52 breaking balls by Clayton Kershaw in the 2017 playoffs in whatever game, and not a single one was swung on. Well, Clayton Kershaw also sucks. Well, don't get me wrong, but like that... He sucks? That's in the postseason. In the Absolutely. postseason, sure. he's, he's a choke artist, just so like the rest of the Dodgers. Do, who do you think is going to win? 
the Rays are going to sweep the Dodgers. Sweep? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Would you put money on it? No. I, I think that it's... Mookie's been electric. I, yeah, I think with Mookie, I don't think they sweep. Mookie's been fucking I, electric. I think it'll go at least six games. But I think the uh, the Dodgers are choke artists in the playoffs. That's all they do you in the playoffs that. is choke. They're just like the Minnesota Twins. They're just like the Oakland Athletics. Nobody expected these guys to get far in the playoffs because they suck in the playoffs. They're not good teams once they get to the playoffs. But they got to the last stage. Is it weird that I wanted the Braves? So they got to the last stage no, last year, too. And what did they do? <clears throat> they shit Sheamus. the bed. The Dodgers haven't had a championship since the 80s. Is I'm, it weird that I was almost rooting for the Braves? I have an irrational hate for the Dodgers ever since 2008. So, I mean, no. Well, like, <laughs> I, 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 I just didn't care who won that series. I thought it was a uh, honestly. I thought I thought it was a horrible series. What is it with Atlanta blowing leads, man? It's in every funny. sport. In every sport, yeah, that's true. The picture with Dan Quinn talking about the Braves too, just <laughs> resurfacing. That was just fantastic. I mean, like <laughs> it's got to be brutal to just <clears throat> have to deal with that. Yeah, but also it's Atlanta, and I'm not really sure that they're all that invested into any of. They their don't team. care. They don't care. Dude. They really don't. They really don't. They they care about the 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 racist tomahawk chop, and that's about it. And then they go home. Then, then they, they go, go home to the farm and they and they farm a bunch of shit and do water the crops and then they go to bed. Sheamus. And then they step on crickets and say, "Hey, the Braves are on, Susan." As and an, that's about it. As an Irishman, Seamus, do you have any uh, thoughts on Conor McGregor getting ready to fight in January? Uh, I think it's fine. I think it's over overly uh, hyped. I think that all those fights are overhyped. I think that they shouldn't be on streaming or they shouldn't be on pay per view. I think Why? that's the biggest scam in the world. Why? Because I think it's a scam. Why? Because why? Why aren't they on NBC like they used to be? Why aren't they on network television where everybody can watch it? Because they're as profitable. big as boxing now. But who cares, dude? I, I think I just have a problem with that. But I do like McGregor. I don't. I'm not a McGregor sycophant like people that you know. But Colton. Yeah, but I I, he's a very rational McGregor. I'm a McGregor fan, <clears throat> but I'm like a very rational McGregor fan. I don't. Th- I don't even know if he's. I'm probably going to be betting against him in this fight. I don't even know if he's going to show up to the fight. Like he's well, a guy that's, that's so. Like he's probably going to be in jail. Let me preface it with the contracts haven't been signed yet, but both fighters have agreed. But who's he fighting? He's fighting Dustin Poirier, who they never he, heard of him. I mean, that's because you don't know much about UFC. But Dustin Poirier is at the top of the division. Uh, I think he's ranked third. Three or four at this point, but they fought seven years ago when they were both much younger, and Connor knocked him out first round, which actually spawned Connor's nickname, Mystic Mac. How old was Connor during that when this uh, happened? Connor was, uh, he had to be like in his like 24, 23, it's something a like that. Very nice number. That, that is a great, that, that, that's a very a number, large but, number. That's a number the likes of but which you've never seen. Connor, Connor McGregor fans, the, the stands, the irrational people will say, oh, th- you really want to doubt Connor? Look what he did in their first fight. That was seven fucking years ago. Yeah, I mean, you it can't go doesn't back matter. And he's at declined all. a lot since and then. Let's be honest. Since, right, since Connor's, like, Connor hasn't won a fight at 155 since 2016. Connor hasn't won a meaningful fight in the UFC since 2016 because his last fight was against an old man who he just embarrassed and didn't show you anything about Connor. I mean, all respect to Cowboy, one of the goats. But then before that, he gets mauled by Khabib. And then before that, he beats Eddie Alvarez. But that was all the way back in 16. You know who I love that has nothing to do with anything you're talking about? Go for it. Uh, Tyson Fury. He's like my oh, yeah. favorite. Oh, I fucking love him. He's, I love Tyson Fury. To me, Tyson Fury, <laughs> to me, Tyson Fury represents Ireland better than McGregor. He is the Peaky Blinders. The Gypsy King. <laughs> the Gypsy King, damn it. I, I remember my dad like forced me to watch this documentary about him. He's like, Yeah, he's been through some shit, man. Like, my dad forces me to either watch conspiratorial documentaries with him or, or a documentary about somebody who is Irish and is also somewhat successful. He never forces you to watch anything. You sit out there with him and watch. It. No, he pretty much begs me to watch it, and like he, he'll be like, he'll do one of these. 
hey, Shane, you want to watch some with me? It's all right if you don't want to. So it's like, well, if my dad suffers a massive heart attack within the next 10 minutes, I'm going to feel like a piece what of shit. What is wrong with you? I'm just saying. That's the shit that goes <laughs> through my mind. Like, I can't deny my father a couple seconds of my life because he's at the age. He's in his mid-50s. Who knows what could happen? You know what I mean? So Don't I put that energy out there. You I'm freak. just saying, I, I, I'm being realistic, dude. Oh my god, that's why I watch QAnon and uh, and Tyson Fury. <laughs> Ooh, do we have a 9/11 uh, update? I watched the 9/11. He watched another documentary. <laughs> did he? he yeah. Actually, did the, one of the first things he said to me when he got out of the car today? Oh, I watched another 9/11 documentary. I said, FaceTime Vince now. He how are get it out of your many? system? Yeah, I was gonna say, how's was there well, this, this one, much content? Well, on this it? one was a little different. Can I? Can I? <laughs> <laughs> How is it different? Can I, can I explain? <laughs> yes, please. So, without trying to say, and like my sympathies with all the victims. <laughs> oh, oh, oh dear God lord! I damn it! All right, shut up. If you have to preface up. a statement with that, you might want to keep it. No, in. but like it could get personal to some people and whatever. But like I watched a documentary. Today, I hope Pete Davidson's not listening. And if Pete Davidson is <laughs> listening, I am sorry, but it's n I'm not going to say anything nearly as offensive as what Sarah Silverman said. To him. <laughs> but uh, all I have to say is this. I watched a documentary today about one of the hijackers. His oh, name okay. was Mohammed Atta, and he is from. He's an Egypt. He's one of the Egyptian hijackers. He was the only Egyptian hijacker, I believe. The rest were like Saudi Arabian. So this was the Egyptian guy, and it, it it kind of explained like how he grew up and what he did, and he was like an otherwise normal guy, but he got radicalized. And he met up with like a bunch of these other radicalized terrorists uh, somewhere in the Middle East. They ended up becoming affiliated with Bin Laden, and they hatched this 9/11 scheme. And it, and it literally shows you like the place where he took his flight training uh, courses in Florida. And it's just amazing because like they literally do interviews with like the guys that like trained these guys. Okay. What? I said okay. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> you were shocked that somebody had something yeah, to respond to. It was actually interesting, though. You know what's something crazy that actually adds on 9-11 and connects back to the UFC? Uh, uh, no, it really wow. does. Holy no, shit. No, I'm being, de <laughs> you, I'm being de so dead serious. Uh, like one of the biggest managers in UFC, uh, I, I don't even want to mispronounce his name, it's like Ali Ab Ali Abziz something, but he's the manager. God of, bless you. He's the manager of Khabib. He manages Justin Gagey. He manages a lot of big fighters. Okay. And he was like, Involved in 9/11. What like, do you mean involved? He in was he, like he was literally part of Al Qaeda at one point, and he <laughs> on 9/11 he was caught at the airport with four fake passports. Now why is this guy not in like Guantanamo Bay? I have no like, idea. I, oh, that's another thing I yeah, I, wait, I stumbled upon. That. No, this is that. even better. Oh wait, wait, before you get into this, I mean this oh, sincerely. God. Come on, dude. Come on. I am genuinely worried for your mental health watching this much. Like, well, it just fascinates me that this happened during my lifetime. Does dude. this affect your mental no, at all? Not at all. I, I like. I honestly have always loved history, and and I can relate more to this because it happened during my lifetime. Okay. Seriously, if you want to see, look this up. His name is Ali Abibdelziz. That is extreme. Oh, I've heard that name. That before. is extremely He's Irish. One of the biggest managers in the UFC, and I swear to God, this is—it's not fake. He really, this shit really happened. All right, that's bizarre, but I'll take a look at it. But listen to what what, what else I stumbled upon, and this is going to be the last time I ever talk about it's this shit. Wild. No, it's not on this show. No, it's not. That, no way. No shot. So the mastermind of 9/11, <laughs> right? <laughs> Khalid Sheikh Mohammed is still alive. 
still at Guantanamo Bay awaiting trial for 9 11. <laughs> awaiting trial. What? Or he's no, waiting it's for it. Serious. Like, it's this guy is awaiting trial right now for 9 11. <laughs> it has been 19 years. How? I mean, they're joking at this point, right? But like, like here's well, the no, thing. Apparently, he has really good lawyers. He's got good American lawyers because he, the crime <laughs> happened. Lawyer. The crime happened in America, so he's got an American defense attorney. <clears throat> and guess what? I watched an interview with this guy. He literally is defending the architect of the 9-11 attacks. You know what he said? That <laughs> our government is so incompetent that they literally charged him with vandalism <laughs> Yo. No, wait. and hijacking all four aircrafts <laughs> while he was in Afghanistan. He's getting charged with hijacking the airplanes and, and destroying the World Trade Center while he was in Afghanistan when it happened. So was this a documentary or just something? No, aside? it was an interview with this guy who's defending <laughs> Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Oh, my God. And it's amazing to me because guess what? Uh, this guy was literally not in the country when... It, sure, he, archi- he he was the architect. <laughs> but listen, they said, well, he admitted to... His, his proce- the prosecution says he admitted to all the shit. The shit that he admitted to while he was being waterboarded, mind you, and other shit that was fucking atro- crazy happening by our government. He admitted to, like, assassinating one... Like, a president <laughs> that was uh, 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 killed, like, 10 years before he was even born. Like the, it's a litany of every bad thing that could happen this guy's admitted to to the U.S. government. So how could you take anything he says seriously? God, he's still awaiting trial. That's crazy. He's at Guantanamo Bay right now. You can go see him probably. The trial set it's for 2021, January. God damn. Get like, your beers ready. Like Nancy Grace should be covering <laughs> we'll that shit. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch it on the show. Now. No, we'll watch it on the show with Seamus. Oh, so like, this, this, this is why I kind of <laughs> want, I kind of sort of, the only reason why I want Trump to get in there is because uh, maybe he'll actually live stream the fucking <laughs> 9-11 uh, prosecution thing. That'd be an amazing on-brand opportunity, live stream. <laughs> I mean, some hey, listen, look at what I'm doing. Hey, to, look at what I'm doing to this man. I'm no, killing I mean him. for this show. Khalid, oh yeah, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, not a nice guy. Very we, bad. We should find out where the trial is taking place and like do a live podcast from outside. Taylor, we'll like, bring like, you with us. Like, yeah, we could be in COVID's the parking lot. We could be, <laughs> be in the parking lot, like doing beers, like <laughs> set a TV up. All we need. We just have to find Wi-Fi down in Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, let's let's look like the most stereotypical Americans in a foreign country that doesn't fucking hate us during oh a pan- national and global <laughs> pandemic. So that is the end of the 9-11 talk on uh, the From the Nosebleed show. I always get roped into it by this guy, by the producer Taylor. Taylor, say hello to my Snapchat people. No. No? Okay, that's fine. But, uh, yeah, so that's what I learned today about Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, and he's All still I can think is Sheikh Milton every jail. time you say <laughs> He is still awaiting last, trial. Last thing on 9-11. What's yes. the most essential piece of content or documentary that I should watch on 9-11. All right, so here's the thing. You got to do your own research about the 9-11 shit, dude, because you can't watch the History Channel stuff. You got to go deep into the YouTube you are, atmosphere. You are a damn near expert. Give me one thing right. that I would give my time to watch him or looking at uh, I will have to send you a link to it, but like, because I can't remember the videos offhand because it's all the recommended videos. It's basically like Bruce Springsteen and like 9-11 documentaries. <laughs> Is what a basically life. what like what my what life, life has come to. I exciting. imagine that's just all that's in your brain. And, like that's it. That and, and porn, yeah. Oh, porn, porn <laughs> is heavily involved in my brain. Not, oh my God. 
Oh, and it's the, too dark. That's and the, the horny yeah. hour gets kicked in with five <laughs> minutes to go. What a life I live. What a life I live, dude. Like, like sometimes I just sit back and say to myself, do I have anything better to do with my life than to watch this documentary? Yeah, you go to Target. I just imagine Seamus. I could go to Target with a female, <laughs> I just, and then people would think some shit. I just imagine that Seamus's dreams are like him having sex in the Twin Towers <laughs> while Bruce Springsteen no, him is having performing. Sex with Bruce Springsteen in, in the, the Twin Towers. <laughs> him getting bent the fuck over by Bruce. Watching a plane come through the window today. I was, <laughs> yeah, we, no, listen, listen. Oh Speaking of that, today, I was watching something like about uh, Jay Z. Stern never went this far, motherfuckers. I'm sorry. I man. was watching something about Jay Z today, and like, how pissed off do you think he was when he dropped his album on 9 11 and then that happened? <laughs> Apparently, a bunch of artists did. Like, Oh, Boss Skaggs dropped an album on <laughs> September 11, 2001. I shit you not. Lito stole well, the plane that on, day. He hit the spot. Hold on. Jay-Z Jay put that out the was blueprint. All he hit. Jay-Z put out the blueprint on 9-11. I can oh only imagine. God. He was pretty upset. Yeah, but it actually did extremely well. Yeah. Well, Obviously, I mean, everyone in New York. Too, everyone no? In the, no, that was Blueprint One, the original. Yeah, damn. Everyone in New York had to like rally around something, so they just threw on some Jay Z. All right, here we go. A headline from the TallahasseeDemocrat.com. I have no idea what that. That means. sounds like a legit site. It says BossGags. There's only two Democrats in Tallahassee. Let's be real. Skaggs talks about his lost album. Oh God! And it came out on 9/11. That poor guy. All right, hold on. Uh, even though Dig was loaded with such radio-ready songs as Payday and Miss Riddle, the album got lost thanks to the unfortunate timing of its release date, September 11, 2001. <laughs> Man, what was Hold it? on. He continues. Quote, that was a big factor, Skag said. <laughs> The record label had an extensive publicity campaign set up, and the budget was all paid for. Wait, that, what time is it? That holy shit, holy shit! Nine Eleven, make a wish. That impersonation could be just completely off. I would have no idea. Oh, so an, an impersonation that probably nobody that's listening to this understands. I've never heard of Boss Gags. All right, two, two, some guy's gonna yo. some guy's gonna message Shane. That was the worst Boss Gags impersonation Wait, I've ever speaking, heard in my life. That would happen to me. Speaking of people taking national tragedies and like making them feel bad about something that's completely irrelevant like boss gags like oh my poor album got lost because thousands of people died <laughs> did you see the la times wrote an article the other day that said it's been 214 days since disneyland closed for covid and disney fanatics are struggling oh yeah <laughs> oh wow they're Have so you met one of them? oh boy they're, they're so brave <laughs> How can they do 200, it? 200,000 people have died, but god damn it, if the biggest tragedy isn't that the Disneyland adult fanatics... I didn't get to meet the princesses. <laughs> Alright, to wrap up the show today, <laughs> uh, we're going to leave you on a high brutal. note. I think it was 90% sports today and 10% 9-11. Uh, okay, 9-11, maybe. At least we talked about the whole Eagles. No, it was 50% Trump. Alright, 50% Trump, too, yeah, but those sound bites, Taylor, They're were, funny. They were, were, funny fun, were yeah. amazing. They were a lot better numbers than the sound never, bites. Numbers you've never seen before. <laughs> They're a lot better than the, the sound bites you have of me. Look at this guy. I'm the still biggest in disbelief that, that goes on for three minutes. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah, unreal. The, the YouTube Trump guy. big guys. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, we had a great time. I had a blast, as always. Uh, after this, we're about to go get some food. We have to pick up Pat uh, Doyle, who's a friend of the show. 
We're gonna and get your brother. Some, we're going to get some food. I'm going to treat Pat O'Leary to, to something, uh, but we have to pick Pat up first because he's hungry. Pat, and Pat. he's probably high on the marijuana, so, he's, so he'll be able to talk to us. So um, Last yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. Don't so, yeah, so that's basically <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, thanks that's for a, listening. Hold on. That's our routine after the show. Well, Vince doesn't like to hang out with us. But well, since, I got work in the morning. But since Patrick, so do I. But since so Pat, what time do you have work? Ten. Yeah, exactly. I got to be up at five. Oh uh, well, God bless and God bless us union men. You know we get to work. Yep. Well, you should really invest in a Springsteen album mid eighties <laughs> because he sings Maybe about a your day. Yeah, Dude, he's the got a brand hold on. For his audience. <clears throat> Before we leave, Bruce Springsteen literally has a song called Factory, and it's about working in a factory. Well, I don't work in a factory. And here's how it goes. Early in the morning, Do your factory whistle <laughs> blows. Man rises from right, bed Taylor, set us up. Puts on his clothes. Right. Thank you for listening to From the Nosebleeds. And we'll we are very, all Monday. very sorry. Very sorry to Boz Skaggs who released his album on 9-11. I'm sorry about the hits. Condolences. No pun intended by hits.